Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. It is a three-on-one podcast. Hi, how you doing? What's going on? How's your mom? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. I didn't even know you can get pot. Yeah. Never mind that. Uh, alongside me, as always, is Big Rob Fabian blocking the line. And he's my quarterback. You know him. Some of you love him. Uh, some of you <laughs> yell at him 45 at a time. Um, I feel like championship weekend, we're just going to have a yell at Corey Booth and raise money for a local charity, and we may actually be able to fund an entire staff trip to Disney on top of that. Uh, but it is Corey Hammond. H- H- Hi. It's been, it's been a week. Um, I'll, I'll get yelled I'll get yelled at by people who don't know what they're talking about to go to Disney. That sounds like a, a win-win. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. No. It's not a it's not a loss. That's me at Epcot wondering where the fuck am I? I don't know what's going on. I'm going from country to country. It feels like I'm time traveling. Why why am I doing why am I doing stand up? Um, because you're funny. That's a oof, <laughs> that's a stretch. That is a fucking stretch. Why but am I doing stand up? We're stretching a lot into this episode. We were going to do the top seven running backs. We may do it. We may not. Uh, we are recording this late on the only night we can record this, so you get what you get, and this is the best podcast about this specific thing in the world, so you know you're getting good things. Uh, but we'll have Will Franklin on in a little bit, and Ashante Worthy joins us, and that is an interview you do not want to miss, especially if you are wondering about the BIC heading into 2024 or if you're a member of the defending national champions. And also, speaking of that, we will have the playoff bracket, and we will break that down, uh, and we may have a new schedule next week. I don't know about that, but, you know, just just listen to next week's show. If you haven't liked, commented, and subscribed yet, you're welcome, animals. Yeah, but let's go into... (laughs) (laughs) On that note, it is time for the news. And... We start off in the A7FL's Midwest Division as they experienced a bit of a shakeup this week as former Chaos Offensive Coordinator Skylar Hurd will be joining the staff of the Covington Heist as a consultant and recruiter. One would have to think that his former Chaos cohort and the man who fired Hurd on his day off, Brent Smothers, would have to have a think after calling out the play calling of Hurd as all of his rosters for the season are not locked yet and he may have caused more friction in the locker room. More on the story as it develops. Corey? And following last week's news that Quatrell Huffin returning to the Patterson U, other cornerstones of the 2021 championship team confirmed that they will return to the league, one being Big Mo Ramadan. Oh, yeah. As initially reported by the three-on-one, Ramadan will play the 2024 season in honor of his late daughter, Jenna, who he and his wife lost during pregnancy all while his three-year-old Sema is still fighting and battling in hospice care. Ramadan will be joined alongside his impressive younger brother Ahmad 
who was first team all league, county, all North Jersey and conference, and runner up for North Jersey Player of the Year as a lineman, which is really impressive. And when quoted on the matter, an A7FO quarterback said, and I quote, ah, shit. And to be clear, that quarterback was me. And finally, out in the desert Sunday, the final spots in the four-team Vegas Fall playoffs were decided. Both the Alienators and Outlaws earned their spots, the Alliance, with a chance at the four spot if they could keep within 15 points of the defending champion Insomniacs, looked good in the early going, taking the lead in the first quarter. But just like my Omegas last year against the U, the lead would not last, and they did not keep it close, losing by a final 61-9. to When asked about his words on quarterback Deion Fox, coach Alonzo Thomas, who said Fox was the best quarterback in the league, well, he might have said, and he probably didn't. He met the flag league Dion plays on Wednesdays. Back to you in the studio, Matt. Well, uh, making friends every single week with this new segment. Uh, I expect us to be slap boxing in the parking lot during the playoffs and Rob holding everybody back by their throats. And now got some news of our own within the news. Joining us now is one of the head officials and the, the author of what we're calling the King James Version. It is the Gutenberg Bible of the A7FL rulebook and to explain two new rules in the A7FL is our friend and making his first appearance on the program and not his last. Will Franklin. Will, how you doing? Man, I'm glad to be here, fellas. Let's rock this thing tonight. All right, let's go through one of the two rules, and both of these rules have been piloted in some form during Fall Brawl. So if you've been watching Fall Brawl, you've seen variations of these rules. The first one is a new three-point play, and both of these rules will be active March 24th when we return for Season 10. Uh, effective immediately, the A7FL is introducing a new rule that allows teams to elect to go for a three-point play instead of executing a fourth-down throw-off punt or simply going for it on fourth down. This rule aims to enhance the tactical decision-making of teams and provide an additional scoring opportunity. The conditions for a three-point... Now, let me say this. Go ahead, Will. There, there are there are a few details in here that um, are going to be are, are still up for negotiation, pending a few more opinions that I want to get from Vegas. But these rules are here to stay. So here are the conditions as of now for a three-point play. Team on offense can choose to go for a three-point play at any point during their possession, subject to the following conditions. The team must be located on the plus side of the field between the 40 and 26-yard lines. The three-point attempt will take place on the 10-yard line. This attempt will be a regulation play. If the three-point play is successful, the offense will be awarded three points. However, if the three-point attempt fails, possession of the ball will be awarded to the defensive team on the 40-yard line. Now, Will, do you want to walk through this a little bit, or do you want us to go through the other variation, the red zone three-point play? Uh, so the only thing I'm going to correct in there right now that is, that is definitely up for negotiation right now, and it's probably not up for negotiation, it probably just needs to be changed, is that this attempt will be a regulation play. A regulation play can be intercepted and run back. So because this is a non-time down, I really am thinking that we should change this to the extra point rules on this one. So I don't think it's going to be a regulation play. I, and plus with the clock stopped, I don't want to see 90-yard interception returns where the clock doesn't move at all. So 
um, I'm really thinking that we're we're going to make this a we're going to we're going to treat it like the extra point rules. But I, what I would say is that unlike the extra point and and you know player safety obviously, but unlike the extra point, this is kind of a mimic of what we would would traditionally call a field goal attempt. And if you're taking a field goal attempt in the in the middle of a game from the 37 yard line that play can result in points for the defensive team if, you know, things go that way. So I don't know if if taking away the regulation play is 100% the best thing to do. You see on a lot of the extra point attempts that quarterbacks force passes into coverage because there is no penalty for the interception and it, and it being run back. I think that that could change the dynamic of this play if it could result in points for the defensive team. But like you said, that's something that we can have a discussion about later. As far as the regulation play goes, I'll say this much. Um, we did throw around the idea of if the defense were just to intercept the ball to receive a point total, to receive a certain amount of points for just intercepting it, not, not the whole return portion of it all. Um, we have thrown that around, but I think this is pretty much, this is going to be the basis of it. Um, can you do me well, a favor? But, I'm, but, I, but I am open. I, I am open to it. Go ahead. Can you do me a favor? Can you kick me a scenario right now with two two random teams where this three-point play be implemented? Well, I'll tell you right now, Rob. You're down two points. There's 45 seconds left on the clock. You get the three-on-one throw-off. You don't get as far as you want. Let's say you're at the 28-yard line. There's 45 seconds left, and you're only down by two points. All you need to do now to get a realistic shot of, of winning that game if you're the opposing offense that's down by two is if you get to the 38-yard line on a play or a couple of plays with 45 seconds left, now, even if, if, if it's with, like, three seconds left on the clock, you can do a, a do-or-die final attempt at three points from the 10-yard line, and that will be the deciding play of the game, if, especially if so, you're down by so, two points. So hold on, so hold on. You get moved to the 10-yard line? If you are within the 40 yards going in, so you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just decide you're going for three from your own 38 yard line. No, 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 no. If you're on the plus side of the field, right, and you're on the plus side of the field moving in, basically what we'll call field goal range, you have the opportunity to take the lead down by two at the end of a game, and it gives teams a shot so they don't have to go full punching in all the way. 10 from the 10. That's what I'm I'm asking. I'm from the 10-yard line, right. yes. So, so, so I guess, wherever I guess, you are, so here, I just want to be clear. No, not wherever. Let, let no, 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 not, not wherever you are. There's, there's definitely two parts. There's definitely two parts to this. Okay. So the first part of, of this three-point play, the first ability to be able to run a three-point play is, one, you have to be on the plus side of the field within the 40. If you are from the 40 to the 26, all right, because, because we both know, we all know that the red zone is the 25 to the goal line. So from the 40 – to the 26, if you are within that zone and you decide at any point in time to go for three, then one, you have to have a timeout, and two, we are going to walk the ball down to the 10-yard line. That's what I'm me, asking. Me and, right, so me and Ryan DePaul have, have really, you know, we, we, we've watched plenty of video. We, we've had hours of conversation. And, you know, realistically, an attempt from the 10-yard line is still the equivalent of probably as hard as kicking a 40, 45 yard field goal. The percentage of plays from the 10 yard line that are successful on extra points in the competitive games, right? The ones that we know right, right, that right. everyone's watching, right? Those are hitting at like 15, 25%. Watched, yeah, I just watched the championship game again because I watched film. 
Those players weren't hitting. Yeah, they're not hitting. Where where did you – did you see anywhere in that game, even like even right before halftime, where a three-point play probably would have been great? Because I watched that game, and I've seen plenty of areas where three-point plays versus – The Nightcrawlers driving down the field at the last point of the championship game. They were down by two. Right. They they had timeouts. They could have been able to move down the field. There was time on the clock. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. This is what makes me excited about the role. I'll I'll be honest. Um, I haven't been – I wasn't initially the biggest advocate for this. Um, But after hearing what some of the other ideas were that were being pitched to kind of create another level of scoring play, um, after I threw – what could be amounted to five bottles of Coca-Cola and broke three chairs. Um, that's an inside joke for, uh, for some Listen, I was, listen, immediately when, 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 listen, if you want to reveal what you're talking about right now, but I'm going to tell you this. I was on the phone with David Isaacs. I was on the phone with Center, and we were about to have an intervention with, with, with DePaul. Okay? The, and listen, I'm just let the cat out the bag. Ryan DePaul was over here pitching a fucking fit about introducing kickers into the league. He was ready to lay down the sword, and I was like, "We were there was like no way." And then, and I remember, I remember the day I told you, Matt. Listen, this is what, <laughs> this is what just got thrown around in a, in a serious tone. I, I I'd never been more I'd never been more, more against anything in this league than, than that. Yeah, I, I think we all know where I stand on soccer in our game, but I digress. So that's that's Rob, though, just to clarify for our listeners and for Rob, that is if you are between the 40 and the 26. Yes. Yeah. There is another right? option, the red zone three-point play, which is what I wanted to do. Court, you're so good at hosting. Oh, it's so easy. Oh, this job is so easy. Uh, thank God we don't do this show live. When a team is on offense and situated on the plus side of the field between the 25 and the goal line, which is known as the red zone, they can choose to go for a three-point play. This one will be initiated from the five-yard line and will follow the rules of a regulation play. Yet again, that is up for negotiation, as stated earlier with the initial version of the play. If the offensive team successfully completes the play, they get three points. If the three-point attempt fails, the defensive team will gain possession of the ball on the 25-yard line. And also, it should be noted that the team electing to go for a three-point play must have a timeout in order to execute this, as Will said earlier. Moreover, the attempt will be an untimed down, as Will said earlier, allowing the offense to solely focus on executing the play. By incorporating this new rule, the A7FL attempts to promote strategic decision-making among teams and provide an exciting and competitive gameplay experience. And this is all Pravda um, that you can read on A7FL.com when the story drops. Will, next week I want to go through that other rule with you because I feel like we're going to get a lot of questions about this and I want to spend more time on our new rule and this. And you can ask Will Franklin a question every single week on Ask Ref Will. That's right, we're going to have production elements for it. There's going to be a t-shirt. There's going to be a lot of gaga to this. You want to hear the jingle? Hilarious. Yes, I, oh, I need it. No, no, wait. I, I need, I need wait, 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 ask wait, the wait. Ref, ask the awesome ref. Hey. Oh, ask no. the ref. Ask the ref. Listen, listen. There's, the there's no way. Ref. There's oh. no way you guys get thick poise season or, or you guys get any of this other catchy shit and I get fucking ref will. That's horse shit. No, but you I, get I the cooler speak to someone design, in fucking though. HR. Like, we have an idea. No, no, no. 
No. Right, so, no. so, what, you guys, so you're gonna pull a you're gonna pull a a, a Vegas player and and nickname yourself right now. What are we doing call, here? Call you Willie the Stripes? No, 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 no. But goddammit, I'm asking you to dig a little deeper in the well for me. Willie the Stripes. How about that? Makes it sound Listen, like you hung out with Frankie Carbone and helped the Lufthansa heist. How about we di- <laughs> dig deeper in the let will? Me, let me, uh, you just said dig deeper in the well. Got, We're changing it to dig deeper in the will. Call us. What's the number, I'm getting us out of this segment alive, <laughs> God damn it. 516-387-A7FL. That is you want to dig deep into Will? Just give Let us a call. Let me read the He'll fucking get you phone back. number <laughs> that you asked me to do, you son of a bitch. 516-387-2735. Will Franklin, thank you as always. Uh, wait, this is the first time you're on the show, so thank, thank you for showing up. Uh, we'll see you next week. I appreciate y'all having me. One last, one last thing I do want to add in here. There is one last negotiable in the rules that I would love for you guys to even go back and forth about. It's, I think it's simple, but the fact that you have to have a timeout in order to do the three-point play, uh, what's being negotiated now is that if you if you convert the three-point play, you keep your timeout. That makes and if you sense lose, to me. And if you miss it, you lose it? Yeah. Correct. Damn. That's a lot be, of, you know, I, wow. I think well, that the crazy wild. thing, too, so that, is that's, that's it's untimed. Portion of it. But listen, since it's untimed, if you decide to go for it with three seconds left, you get it. Now you got to throw it off three-on-one style, and depending on who that returner is, that might be the the the, the get-back to the get-back, right? And speaking of uh, good returners, Matt, maybe there's somebody that we could... Uh... And we're going to... And, and you know what? We could talk to them about this. We will and more after this break. It's a three-on-one podcast. You're already listening to it. Just, you know, if you don't want to hear the ad, just press the fucking skip button. I'm not your dad. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts, and also we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like it is the three-on-one podcast i'm matt ryan Corey hammond and big rob fabian always by my side and we've got a returning guest here on the program, one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite people to watch in the A7FL, except when Corey's on the opposing sideline, of course. One of the best players in the history of the A7FL. It is Ashante Hollywood-worthy. Ashante, welcome back to the pod, and uh, thanks for wanting to join us. I know you wanted to speak on a couple of things, so we're here to provide that platform to you. How y'all doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It is weird to not have watched you play football in a significant amount of time. Uh, we're used to that, like, from July to March lag. But how have you, aside from what you've been doing with the the recruitment going on with the <laughs> with the New Jersey BIC, 
not the Trenton BIC, the New Jersey BIC. Um, what have you been doing to prepare for this season on top of everything you have going on? And what has been your biggest focus in preparing for when you guys step on the field for season 10? Uh, honestly, bro, I just been trying to get healthy, bro. Like in that in that chip game against the U, I had got hurt. And, uh, shit, my shit was like hurt for a little minute too. So yeah, the, I just been trying to get that right. There were a couple of times this season where you would walk off the field and into the locker room in mid game because you would get hurt on a play or something would happen. How much do you feel you were playing at for the majority of the season, from like a hundred to zero? Where do you think your body and your mindset was for the majority of last season? I would say about like seventy percent. Damn. Fuck. And well, and that and that kind of ties into one of my questions that I had for you because we all know how dominant a player you are in this league. Just ask, you know. All right, I, I wasn't supposed to do that. My bad, Rob. I, I'm not allowed to mention those people, right? Um, you know who you are, by the way. question, bro. And listen, you're either one of the best or at least you're either the best or one of the best playmakers in this league. But I do have to ask you, why when people turned on the film and clearly not anyone from Vegas did and it shows, did fans not see Ashante a lot in the regular season last year is because of what you were saying? And more specifically, why is it that you looked like you weren't you against the you at times last season? Uh, yeah, I was hurt, bro. And most and most of the games too. Uh, Stay would tell me like, "Yo, just sit down, you good." Da da da. We don't need you, but like, but I just kept playing, and they ain't making no better. Now that mm. I look at it, I should have just listened to him. I mean, he is a leader, and we'll get back to that. I go by that mentality. You just got to play through stuff, right? You're a much different level athlete, my friend. Maybe you take care of those moving parts a little bit better than I need to uh, moving forward. Uh, honestly, bro, I just got to, I, I just got to like stop taking hits that I don't need to be taking, bro. That, that's what that's a fact. That's a fact. Well, like, you're a competitor and you're tough and you have physicality. Unlike some of the, you know, teams that we see out there, um, you know, across the, the divisions and we'll say, a lot has been said about the group of guys that make up the list of names that will be the BIC next season. You know, Derek Duncan has started calling you the crawlers in Christ because you got a whopping, a That's whopping, crazy, a crazy amount. Like you guys went and recruited a full two human beings from a <laughs> roster. That is insane. You, you guys should be ashamed of yourself how many Florida guys are on your roster. That's just a stupid premise. It's a fun name, stupid premise. But with guys hey, yo, like Bagway, I'm go ahead. I'm going to be honest, bro. I only know about one Florida dude, bro. Yeah, Deontay Henderson, though, also signed. But but with guys like Bagway, who by all accounts will not be playing in every regular season game, what do you tell true blue BIC stalwarts like Umar Butter Lewis and Trey Cohen, receivers a tiny bit down the depth chart, when presumably Bagway shows up and takes away what little playing time they are promised already. Um, uh, with Butter and Trey, bro, honestly, bro, them two players right there, bro, they they team players, bro. So like, and they come to every game, bro. So and and like you said, uh, I don't really know too much about the like the, the Bagway situation. I know he on the team and shit. I don't know how many games he's gonna come to, but. 
uh, Butter and Trey be at every game, and uh, but they know the system. You feel me? And stereo about stereo all about like knowing the system. If you don't know the system, you from you're not gonna get in and play. You you gotta know the system. So, and they know the system. So like, that's all it is. So you feel like the the high quality of their character with those guys specifically, but there's other guys that it affects, right? I mean. You can talk about the way that it might affect Matt Riddick if he's kind of coming back or not, or if he's fully in, or guys like Hugh Bell. You know, do you see there being any friction in that area as we talk about the list of names that will be BIC's stacked roster in 2024? Not really, because uh, Stary be trying to get everybody the ball, bro. And I know it's hard for me. Like, everybody going to have a game. For me, everybody not going to get get they get – they, shot in one game like as you see like last season q bell had, had his games like, you know what i'm trying to say right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is a lot of opportunity like Sterry is a great point guard in terms of being a quarterback in that he can lead on the floor and distribute and find ways whether in the playbook or whether it's just on the fly he might be the second best improvisational quarterback in our league, obviously behind Huff. You could put him in at least in the conversation for top three. Uh, when you look at this roster, Ashante, for this season, can I ask one more follow up? Because it kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, piggybacks ahead, on go that. Ahead, go ahead. Because you mentioned the, you mentioned the way that Sterry kind of leads the team and his expectations. My last hard hitter, and then we'll kind of get more into the, you know, the nicer talk, my guy. You know, you know, we can't have you on here and kind of simp at you. That's not the way that the three-on-one does. But I know everybody else wants to kind of just pat everybody on the back and tell them, well, how great are you? But that's just not really entertaining. Yeah, um, but let me just say, some of the conversation coming out of BIC after last season was that Sterry was taking control of the vocal leadership in and out of the huddle last year, reportedly rubbing some of the guys on BIC a little bit the wrong way. What's your response, Ashante, to that noise? And is there any credence to the allegation that Sterry's attitude was one of the reasons BIC underachieved last season? Listen, I don't really know too much about that noise, but like, yo, if you can't take it, bro, you soft. Like, that's what it is, bro. Like, I know oh everybody. I know everybody played Pop Warner for me, high school, ball, college, whatever, bro. Like, coaches call them all types of D word, P word. Like, if you can't take it, you really soft, bro. And if you really know Sterry, bro, that's Sterry, bro. Like, if you mess up, bro, he's going to get on you. Like, he, me, anybody, bro. Like, nobody, ain't nobody special. And he a captain, so, like, he could do that shit. So, like, I don't know. Whoever, whoever for me, making that noise, they really solve wherever that is coming from. And I feel like I ain't even, even going to get into all that. But, like, I just feel like they shouldn't be on the team if they can't take that shit. Uh, we're not going to get into it, but I do have one question following that one. I'm a little messy. Whoever it was coming from, is that person still on your team? I don't I don't know who it's coming from. I really oh, don't. All right. To, to piggyback Just on second. that and, and not, not to, to set that up, but what was the one sticking point? Was it certain players not being able to make the full commitment? Is it injuries to players like yourself? Because towards the end of the season, after a few games, it did look like you guys were playing playing ragged trying to do everything you can and even though I mean they lost to one team though. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying the, it, they dominated the Watchmen. Right? I mean they hey, yo, raced hey, all yo, the little teams. Hey, yo, hey, hey Matt. This for all y'all. Y'all ever heard the saying uh 
What is it? What is it? Uh, heavy, many, heavy is the head nah, that nah, wears nah, crown. No, 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 Too many, too many chiefs. Not enough Indians. Not enough Indian yeah. facts. That, that's exactly what it is. So, All right. So, so have we have yeah, we fixed that issue? Have we fixed the fact that there were too many chiefs? Because it's a lot of returning players on BIC and a couple of new ones. Have has that issue been dealt with? I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I'm gonna just plead the fifth on that because like I don't. I don't know okay. too much. I ain't in. The, I ain't in the. Uh, I ain't in the GM office like that. Okay, got you. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you another question to kind of piggyback on this, but moving forward because we're talking about last season, and we can we can dwell on last season for what it was. But what does last season and how it ended, both for you guys specifically, but also the bigger conversation? You know, we're, we'll do the micro and the BIC. You guys lost to the U when you guys probably shouldn't have twice, right? And just eat that. And I said it. I said it kind of like almost nasty. But you, you know what that feels like. You guys went through it in 2021. That's why you won, in my opinion, in 2022. But that's Gosh. the micro. When you look at the macro, you know, we just look at the whole league, and BIC, the presumptive favorites in the you know the preseason, like the Insomniacs are now. Pay attention, friends. What does last year, both as a BIC player losing to the U? But also as a New Jersey player, seeing Vegas hold up the trophy, what do those little storylines mean for you coming into this 2024 season? That's a good one. Um, I mean, I don't really know. Y'all be saying it, bro. Like, they don't be playing nobody. Y'all be saying it. I don't know. That's all. That's all I could say. But they don't be playing nobody. Um, well, the the proverbial they, whoever they are say that they don't play anybody. So I'm not going to take credit for that, even though they'll yell at me on their show like I said it, because when Rob says it, it's okay. But when I do, or when <laughs> I show my face, it's not. But so you're not using – so to kind of be clear, you're not using any of that kind of stuff as extra motivation. You're just the same level of motivation no matter what? No matter what. Well, that's fair. Would you say that Kenny Stansbury, a guy who we talked to and – Kind of seems a little bit more refocused. Is he using Definitely. that as motivation at all? As he recruits like a lot of these names that we're talking about that are the list. Nah, I feel like, I feel like he the same way. Like no matter what, his motivation still the same. Well, so like, the motivation still the same for hey, yo, you and, and with for all Kenny. This, go ahead. With all this, with all this recruiting, bro. Like we ain't go out and ask nobody to to come hop on the team neither. Oh, so everybody reached out to you guys. Two two recruits personally have reached out to me. I liked it. I had put it through. Do you want to say you want you, are you? Names? Yeah. Give us a confirmation, my guy. They're on the squad. You might as well. It was it was Bagway. Bagway hit me first. Okay. He hit me. He he hit me like I think the year before that. Yes, he did. Not, yes, he did. If I'm not mistaken, he hit me the year before that. Even then, though it's your info, it's your scoop. We we can confirm for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Pac Man, and then Pac Man had hit me too, and then I put that through too. What a phenomenal pickup, by the way. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's that un, is that's underrated. People are talking about the one that's not going to necessarily be there. Every yeah, week. Pac, I bet you. Pac is dangerous. That's a dangerous pickup. That and, that and, makes you guys and, and way like more threatening. Well, but also before, you talk about what I, was, what I was saying before about like taking all these. These hits I don't need to be taking. I'm gonna, you feel me? I'm gonna throw Pack out there with one of the returns and let him do his 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 thing. 
Because I'm trying to win, bro. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, we went out sad last year. I got hurt, whatever, whatnot, but I still played through it. But mm-hmm. I wasn't 100%, so. Yeah, he's still better than most. But you were talking about the motivation for you specifically, for Kenny specifically. I, I actually buy that. I, I think that you guys are, you know, you're probably the most electrifying player. He's the kind of the stalwart leader, whether he's in the game specifically, even though, like, he, he called me washed. He's in the fucking dryer. Kenny, um, mm. or not. Damn. Or... Damn. Well, we're playing each other soon. I ain't scared of them. I, you know, oh. like likely we're going to get our asses punched in the face. Ayo. Ayo. But our asses Kenny? punched in the face. I don't know. That sounds like a Scott McCorkle thing. But go Ayo. ahead. Kenny can still suit up if he wants to. He just choose what? not to because we got so you many You already know. Already. I know that he can, but I'm still going to talk shit to him. But let's get back to the motivation because you say you and Kenny don't need extra motivation like losing to the U twice. I'll say it again. Go ahead. You know what it is. Or that Vegas won the chip. But let me ask you this. If that's the case for you guys, then what happened to the rest of the team? Because if there's one game that you guys should should have been motivated to play in the season, it it was both of those U games. So, look, me me and Rob know that without the linemen that were promised to be there, you guys are a little bit of a different roster. I really struggle to think that the motivation at in, in 2023 we're asking some tough questions harder than, you know, other guys get asked on other shows, but we have no questions about your makeup as a player and your toughness as well as your talent. But then what happened where a team without Huff and with a lot more revenge than actual, you know, the U was not better than you at many positions, offensive line, those games, they definitely were, but at other positions, they either were equivalent or, you know, maybe a little tick under, and again, they were close games. So what is the motivation level difference in 2023 and now 2024 as we enter the season? Um, I mean, I I can name a handful of people who who really like motivated and locked in, but like Yeah, don't I, narc on the bad guys. That's my job is to narc, but you can elude. You know, kind of, you know, don't put, throw them fully under the bus, but you can kind of hint at I really, what's going on. I really can't speak on the ones that like like, I don't really know, I don't, like, I don't know their motivation, because, like, I don't, I, I can't even explain it, but, like, the ones who really, like, motivated, locked in, Sterry, obviously, Kenny, obviously, Trey, Butter, KK, uh, Wack. Courage, always courage. Courage. You were screaming uh, at somebody last year, I know for a fact, during those games. Big move. It, it's a couple. It's a couple people who motivated and and what hurt what hurt us on that in that championship game last year or whatever you want to call it. We can't tackle. We so so. What, how do you address you that? Done, what yeah. have you? Yeah. What have you done to boost up that? That's that's definitely a big issue. I can't. I can't even speak on that. I ain't even. I can't even put all that information out there yet. Okay. Like, Word. I ain't even going to say, yeah, I just can't even do it. Well, then let's put let's put you in a little bit of a different uh, spotlight there. Because you're ta- we're, we're grilling you on the BIC because we're, you know, hey, I've, I've got a stake in this. So I kind of want to know, you know, hey, if you want, you can either give me some of those he, extra he, wide he receivers nervous. that you got. I ain't nervous. I was just talking shit about Kenny. What do you mean? He I ain't never scared. Don't, Ashante, just make sure they Bro. don't hurt him too bad because we're gonna no, need going him for the to. other they games. They always try. They always try. Ask Ask Casey Fennessy how that goes. 
What if somebody sacks you and stands over you and says, I'll try? Corey, what are you going to do? <laughs> no, the worst that I ever got, the worst that I ever got was when I had to in, because in, we were shorthanded and never quit hunters, buzz, losers, by the way. Oh, Jesus. Um, when, when I was playing the animals in that week one, when we only had nine Omegas guys, I was playing some defensive line. And, uh, and, and Dudu looks at me, he says, what'd you say? I'm not a top lineman. And he, and he tried to pancake me as, 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 oh, and with, with as much effort as I've ever seen him try to complete a football play, but I digress. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other things that are going on in the world of a seven Ashanti where, you know, we, we got a good idea of, of what you got going on in BSC and you just take care of business. So uh, the more questions we ask, the more we're going to get, I don't know. That's not my purview. But when you look around the league and and did you watch the the championship or were are you like me when I'm not calling games I don't watch other teams play because I'm out of it. I ain't yeah, I ain't even gonna lie I ain't even watch it but like I seen I seen a couple of highlights though. So when we talk about the champs and and the insomniacs and players in the division we already did quarterback Scooter Hamilton quarterback for the insomniacs up there when we do the wide receivers you know based on you missing a lot of games you're gonna be pissed off that we purposely to incentivize you to play better. We're going to put guys above your name on the wide receiver list, but who from the Vegas division have you kind of seen, you kind of recognize their game, and you would say, yeah, I, I see that that guy's legit. And then maybe on the other side of it, to add a little bit of a spice to this, who do you think gets a lot of hype that you're just not convinced about from out and the uh, other side of the ball? Damn, I really got to watch. Like, I really got to start watching this shit because like, I don't even know, bro, but like, all that shit just hype, bro. I, I swear, bro. Like, they come out here and play, like, us, the you. That shit not going down. Well, their friends, and I quote, are, are just better. Our friends are just better than your friends. So that's that's smooth jazz munchie. That's that's me doing a character and a quote. Our friends are just better. But that's what they say about their friends. Uh, Ashanti and you know we, we know that you're busy actually doing football things that you don't have to talk as much as myself and the full insomniacs team against me on the other on the uh, all pro Jaffos after a game because they need extra people to try to beat me in a debate what have you seen from that side of the little film that you may have been exposed Yo, to yeah right I was, just, I was just about to get to that you know who valid and I, yeah. really, I really fuck with him bro Is what's his name the running back RTC. the light skin dude I, bro, I really yeah, Bravado Wilkerson, and I don't even know him, and I don't even know him, bro. I really, I really fuck with bro. I, you know that he played for the Force against you guys in that playoff game in Delaware, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah, same dude, same dude, different John, offensive he, line. That's the that's the listen, bro. That's the same wow. question I asked when they brought him up the first time, and they said, "Oh, he played against BIC." I said, "Who?" They said, "This kid right here." I said, "There's no way." Then I go back and watch the film and see him getting destroyed, and I'm like, "Oh, that's why." I didn't know who he was. Like, okay. Like, yo, yo, Rob, you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, let me play. He, let me play. On, like, advocate, just like right? you said, he on a different team with a with a with a different line. But like, bro, I feel like it wouldn't be no different. Bro. Like, they they happen to feel the same way. The the talk right now is they think you guys have absolutely no answer for them. They feel like because they beat the Nightcrawlers and. You know, most guys because, in the consider the night crawlers. Yeah, and because like the, the way we play, Corey, the night crawlers yeah. beat the Watchmen, and they then think... the Watchmen beat BIC, which they didn't, by the way, Munchie. 
Go ahead. Yeah, he so he feels as though they feel as though not just he, they feel as though that BIC has absolutely nothing for them. They, they said feel you guys like, are like the Nightcrawlers are the most physical team in the league, other than the Insomniacs. That's what they said out loud. So and so how how do you how would you be how would you explain it to them that the team that they face in the Nightcrawlers and the team that they would face in BIC is different? Like what would you tell them so they can see that before the ass whooping? I over 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 here, bro. We run a system, bro. Like like y'all. I was saying, like, I was watching or whatever. Y'all was saying, like, Bagway and them, they was just going out there and just, for me, playing. Not now, nah, not over here, bro. We 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 got set plays, bro. And, like, Stary, Stary would sit down and watch film, bro. Like, sit in the room in his game chair and watch film, bro. That's good. So, like, if they come out there in the type defense or whatever, he, you know what I'm saying? He call him, he mm-hmm. call him. He calling shit from the line, not we ain't in no huddle. He calling shit from the line with it. Like if that's how they feel and that's how we feel, I mean we both just gotta win to find out. In in terms of being more accurate than he's ever been, what has it been like to work alongside Sterry these last few seasons and really see him turn into one of the, if not the cornerstone leader of this team alongside you, alongside Kenny? If y'all don't know, like I'm really like Stary, my blood cousin. I've been alongside Stary like all my life, so like it really ain't nothing. You feel me? He, he always gonna try to put me or whoever out there on the field in the best in the best position to uh, win the game. Honestly, well, bro, that shit been lit, bro. Kenny ain't well, nothing but like he. Kenny ain't nothing but like a real GM, bro. Like that shit, manager, captain, whatever you want to call it, bro. That shit real over there, bro. Well, and what we what we saw and what we talked about in the last podcast when we did our top seven quarterbacks is that Sterry, more than ever in his A7FL career before, was a passer, not just first, almost it felt like second and third as well. And like like Matt said, he completed 70% of his passes and he was spreading the ball out, like you said earlier, and it could have been anybody's day in that given moment. But I think an interesting question to ask you because you're on his team and you've seen it. And in that final four game against the Gators, you guys went with the game plan of, well, we're only going to throw two passes because we can run the ball every single play and win. Two, you know, 2022, where the U said and their game plan was, all right, Sterry is going to beat us. If he's going to beat us, he can only beat us throwing the ball. And he did. What is the more effective quarterback in your opinion? Sterry Codrington that's balanced and is a threat to run the ball for a 70-yard touchdown at any point but also passes half of the time? Or the Sterry that kind of stays in the pocket and is that leader, that traditional-style quarterback that he kind of evolved into last year, whether it was because of the design of the plays or potentially, you know, the the rumors of health being a factor last year? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I'm sorry I asked good questions. If you want an easier time with questions, you can go on the other side of the ball, and you can listen to them every time, uh, every Wednesday at 5.30 Pacific time. And it, it you know, technically... Corey, leave those boys alone. Uh, well, I was going to say 8.30 Eastern time, but most of the East Coast isn't going to wait and, and actually care and, and listen to that. So 5.30 West Coast time. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Ashanti. Go I'm going to go with both, bro, because both stairs is going to win you the game. I, ain't, I can't. I can't even pick one, bro. Cause like, if it's not there, 
I'm gonna want him to take off. No, I don't care. But if it's there, I'm gonna want him to throw it. So I can't even, I can't even yeah. pick. Bro. So what I, you're I, saying though is you want both. You want him to press the defense with his ability to run, and even maybe just the threat of it with a one or two or three times a game, or even maybe just once the first week, and then they have to prepare for it. But I, I would argue that that's the most threatening quarterback hypothetically other than maybe mark bagway on the night crawlers and we'll see how you guys use them but that's the most threatening quarterback in the league because you know correct me if i'm wrong who's who's faster in a 40 you were you were staring <laughs> me should we should we put that together in a pregame when you guys like say i don't know play the renegades and then you guys can run a couple and we'll see i don't know but he definitely gonna say him but it's me yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Since there's a disagreement in the consensus, we have to prove this. And no better week than, you know, five seconds before we tip off a game against yeah. the Renegades. Yeah. You you guys run a couple 40s and just we'll see who's faster. And then, you know, who knows what happens after that or if that has any effect on the game. I'm with it. it it's just a Yes, on... he's doing it. Confirm. He but wait. I'm trying to win. It depends on how he feels. It just depends on how he I know he's not going to do it. I'm just oh. saying it because I'm for the pod right now. Corey's going to hit up his DMs and say, yo, Ashanti on the pod say you can't beat him in a 40. He said you, you, we run it the week we play the Renegades. And you're. I know that's what exactly what you're going to do. You're going to gaslight this situation, Corey, so you can get a better opportunity to win. And I respect the shit out of it. I lost all of my starts last year. And what I need to do is win as many as I can. Well, you know, we all know that Snow Tribe's on my schedule, so that's great. But with BIC, the la Ashanti, get correct me if I'm wrong. The last time BIC played the Renegades with Corey Hammond at the quarterback, how'd that game go? The first three quarters. It was, close it was tough. It was a close game. But Ashanti, yeah, close game. Before it was tough. We, what's that one thing you want to get across about yourself and about this team this season? I'm coming. That's it. I mean, you don't have to say much. You already say enough. And if you want to watch the film of Ashanti so you can be prepared specifically Vegas, because I know you don't have much competition in Somniacs, you can go to youtube.com backslash A7FL. And if you just search A7FL BIC, I'm sure you'll be able to find a game in which Ashanti Worthy has over 100 yards catching, one or two returns for a touchdown. And there is one game, and the only game that you guys played against Vegas, in which you absolutely embarrassed the entire team at the end of that half on the three-on-one. So if you're interested, guys, that's some film to maybe check out. And you could also benefit the A7FL in general by watching our film on YouTube. That's guys, right. You can go to a7fl.tv. Ashante, thank you as always. Hope to have you on during the season. Oh, one more question. One more question. This is the most important one. What shirt? Huss, huss. <laughs> I'll try... Or thick boy season. Go. Man, you know I got to go with the Hus Hus, man. I know. You have one. I you? mean, why wouldn't he? You know what I'm saying? Like, it the, art is, the art is him. I mean. It is him. It's him. He's he's Hus Hus incarnate. Also, this is like my favorite version of the show. Because we're like treating it like a sports talk radio show. And we've got like segments and formats right. and shit. Like it's it's fun and it's easy. And, and we're not live having to deal with technology. And uh, then I show up and just totally ruin it, and then Matt has to edit. So thank no, God for that. You're not the reason why I have to edit the show this week. Um, <laughs> but <let's> this see. <laughs> week, this week, most yes. of the time it's not you. The only time yes, we still have more show. Yes, and <laughs> and the the crux of our show will be about the playoffs. Last week we talked about the schedule, even though you know you're, you're welcome, animals. <laughs> 
That is so rough. That's that's. That is so rough. It's they got the call. They got a call from the governor. Governor DePaul picked up and said, "This will not stand." The A seven FL Innocence Project showed up. Yeah, we literally Me? said "fuck you" to whoever did it. the the proverbial person that whoever did it, and they responded by saying. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. You know, so, um, you're not. Yeah, fuck me. F- fuck <laughs> me. Like, yeah, like that. You, you're not wrong. Like, you're. Yeah, yeah. And, and how do you how do you argue with everybody that? Argue who that? works with fuck me in you. this league who argues with me? And if you think that I'm not a delightful personality, you would be correct. Um, <laughs> just save that piece of audio, and I know Zach Morgan, David, and Alex Soberman are gonna have that as my ringtone from now on. Uh, they're good friends. They're good friends. They're good friends. Well, I have you. I have you as Darth Vader music when you call. That's interesting. That's not really. I don't know, I don't know I what that means for our relationship. Joke. I I don't know like what the. I don't know what do I mean. I mean, I mean respectfully. I, I call you red hair. Father. I call you red hair. That is a One Piece reference. That's fair. And I call yeah. I call Corey. You know, Ng. Endeavor, endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> and you told Roki. Let's let's endeavor to go through the playoff bracket, and it is different this year. Um, there are some interesting kinks to this, uh, and we're not. And we sh- don't kink shame. There yeah. we go. Uh, uh, see, hey, see, I should have just hey, shut hey. up. <laughs> you are, oh. Corey. <laughs> let's oh let's goodness. start with. Wild card weekend that will start on June 2nd, where in the Northeast, the four seed will play the five seed, and then we'll see the three seed take on the six seed. So, uh, Corey might be playing on June 2nd. We go to Florida, the two seed and the three seed will play, and they will battle for the division championship against the one seed who gets the automatic bye. We head on over to the Midwest as the one seed will take on the four seed. The two will take on the three, and they will advance to a division championship. L.A., it's the same thing as Florida. The two and the three will face off with the one facing off against the wild card. And in Nevada, it'll be the four seed and the five seed, and the three seed and the six seed, the same as in the Northeast. And then on the ninth, we have our one versus four, two versus three, uh, in the Northeast and in Nevada, everywhere else, it will be the division championship round. And those teams will move on to the Eastern and Western Conference Final Four. And when we go to the Eastern and Western Conference Final Four, here's where things get interesting. Because the top two teams from the Midwest are playing for seeding in the Final Four. And there, the winner moves on to play Los Angeles or or Nevada, whoever moves okay. on to the to the Western Final Four. And then they, well, no, L.A. would take on Midwest number one. So the winner of the L.A. division would take on hypothetically the chaos, or yeah, the Ohio presumptive champion from their divisional championship. Yes, the mid, yeah, the Midwest, the Midwest division champion would play the Los Angeles number one team. The okay. Midwest number two seed still would, alive is Not still alive, but will be playing against the Northeast one seed. Uh, oh my! Dead. Oh my God! Okay, I'm now not gonna dead. lie. That's exciting. You wanna know why that's exciting? Because then they can finally understand why I don't respect them. 
That makes sense. I mean, uh, presumptively, that would be our guy Seth Chambers. Do you want to do that to him? I don't, I don't want to do I that like to him. Seth. Damn it. I didn't, I didn't know it was on Seth. All right. Seth, Seth and Skyler, it's on you guys. Beat the chaos so we can see the chaos play the Northeast number one, and then Rob can actually have that take that he just had. But yeah, yeah, I'll be happy. Heist, it's on you guys. It, but we can't with, help you anymore. But with that, the Florida one seed would play the Northeast number two seed. So in Ooh. this hypothetical scenario, Ooh. if this was last year, it would be the Covington heist taking on the Baltimore Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And it would be the Tampa Nightcrawlers taking on the Patterson U. Hmm. Interesting, which, which might still be the case. And to clarify, the the Northeast playoff bracket goes, what three versus six, four versus five, and then the winners play, in and we keep it seated. The one and the two, and then the one and the two do not play each other. Then they go into this next round. So whoever wins that one versus winner of, you know, three six or four five, and then the two winner of the three six four five because it could reseed, yeah. right? Then those guys then go into this round in yes. which the top two, the Northeast the top... two plays Florida one and the Northeast one plays Midwest two. To those who partake in botany and need me to cut this to the quick, the top two seeds in the Northeast, hypothetically, if we're talking last year, the Watchmen and the U would not play each other. Instead, they would play the, the Watchmen in this scenario would play the Covington Heist, and the Northeast two seed, the Patterson, you would take on the Tampa Nightcrawlers. This is all on June 23rd. And that almost mirrors, because it is complex. Here's what's happening. Los Angeles and the Midwest will play on June 23rd. So it would be, hypothetically, last season, the Los Angeles Aces and the the Sin City Chaos. So that would actually be... The LA one, one, Midwest one. Yes, and the winner of that game would move on to the Final Four, which would take place on July 7th. Okay. They would play the winner of the Nevada one seed and the Nevada two seed. Oh, so so Sigwood those guys... and Insomniacs would play each other in the Western Conference Final Four before oh, wow. moving so... to the national semifinals. So LA LA could get that <laughs> that Sin City type buy situation all the way to a Final Four if they wow. just managed to win their own division and beat the Midwest. Yeah. Champ? Well, good for them then, and good for Billy Mallard. Well, yeah, they okay. L A L A might make their way to the national final four. I think they will, and if it's set up that way, and that would lead to the East. Ver- that would lead to the top two East teams playing on July fourteenth, two days before my birthday, and Ooh. the West would play the week before. So as of now, these two teams would play on different weeks, and then they would play the next week on the twenty first in the A7FL championship game. So what you're saying, Matt, to be clear to everyone listening, is that the Insomniacs, again, get a bye all the way through. L.A. has a shot, outside shot to, to get really far, but then they play the Insomniacs if they win. Sin City, if they beat the L.A. team, they could play the Insomniacs because we're talking about the presumptive bye that is the Vegas division. And then if the if the two the two in the Midwest somehow could beat the in in any of these scenarios, then they could shock the world. But the Northeast has to play. If in this hypothetical, yes. the top team from Florida would make it to the nor- the regional final four, and they would okay. play the second-seeded team out of the Northeast. So coming okay. out of the divisional final four on the ninth, 
you would yes. have the one seed taking on the four seed, the two taking on the three. Got it. They would move into this pool where they would play the Florida one seed for the second seed of the Northeast, and then the Midwest second seed would play the top seed in the Northeast. So the winner of the, the Midwest two seed versus the Northeast one would move presumptively on to is, play. is a final four. They're a final four team. They're a final four team. They move on to the play floor, the, the winner of the Florida Northeast two game. So the Florida one and the Northeast two final four. They put yeah the winner of that the winner of those two games move on to the national final four. They play each other to play whoever comes out of Vegas, L.A. or Cincinnati in the chip. And then the, the other, chip. and then the other two final four teams, yes, come from the from L, the, 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 top, the Nevada one two. Yeah, the top one of the top Nevada seeds, the top L.A. seed, or the top Midwest seed. Gotcha. And then so the the Elite Eight games are Midwest 1, LA 1, and Nevada 1, Nevada 2. Yes. Or however that shakes out, right? Yeah. Well, they would the top two seeds left. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on the eastern side. Yeah, and, and this gives us actual cross play in the playoffs before the championship. Mm. It's not. Mm. It's except not. For, what except for Nevada. It's not. It's what, not what we want. It's not what we want. To, with, it's the best I that we can do yeah. with what we got. Yeah. But to be completely honest, I don't want to see the Insomniacs in the BIC or the Insomniacs in the U play until the championship yet. Like I don't want that <sighs> yet. I want no, that, I I want that game to be a championship Matt, game. And Matt, I'm gonna agree with you, right? But I wouldn't mind seeing a BIC sick with it game. But I know it's impossible with the way it's structured right now. And shit could change. Like you know, Derek Duncan talked about it on the All Pro Jaffos that there there's the potential for the schedule to flex. And I'm in favor of whatever gives the fans and us the best possible football. Like that has kind of been my guiding light working here and advocating for things in the league. And that was what I did with building the Games of the Week schedule last year. And uh, after a conversation with Ryan DePaul, uh, I've helped put together and kind of organize the Games of the Week for this year. Um, This playoff scenario isn't ideal, but it does give us the most interesting matchups, I think, in terms of just curiosity. Like... Mm. I wouldn't expect to be interested in that matchup, but I kind of want to see it. Like, seeing the Covington heist, or even, hell, the Octane, taking on the top seed in the Northeast, like, it might be a pie fight. It might be a one-sided affair. I'm but starting just... to get something, though, guys. Hold on. I'm starting to hear something from the future. I know this is Tuesday and this drops Friday, but I'm hearing somebody. Let, let me channel it. Oh it's it's that voice. It's that voice you hate, Matt. It's... It's the my my friends are better, but he's gonna say, oh, and they're gonna say the Vegas people are saying something else. Why does the Northeast have two teams in the Final Four and Vegas the champs? We only have one spot. We gotta play each other in the lead eight. It's not fair. Oh my God, I heard it. Did you guys hear that? Because if you want to play the best teams, you need don't an play op- in your division. They're not there. Beside this point, sweetheart. Like, yes, yes. Oh, I didn't say that. That was the voices again. Oh. They no, talk to Corey, you. chill before they think you're crazy. Fucking Randy Orton over here. He's about to RKO no shit. Voices. Fucking avoid the. He, he hates kicking, but he'll punt kick a motherfucker. 
He'll 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 give somebody a concussion. Nah, I'm I'm an idiot that'll break my own hand. That's that's my move. That is true. He's um, old bones. I set my own hand on fire, so I can't talk shit. I can't talk shit. I set my own. <laughs> that sounds like another story that we need. Yeah, we, yeah, we would definitely need. Uh, that okay, story so it's September. Mrs. Ryan and Peter Frampton, and and then we're gonna do hand on fire. Well, we Maybe never aired Mrs. It was Ms. Ryan, not Mrs. Ryan. Ms. Ryan. Uh, in another I was, I was life, trying to my be as last respectful name, as possible. I, it's all right. You don't need to. Uh, in another life, my name would have been O'Brien. Um, but O'Brien. Yeah, Matt O'Brien. Uh, you, you would have been just as redheaded, by uh, the way. Just Irish, Irish. <laughs> like I know there's German and Polish ancestry in here, but holy crap, uh, I am Irish. Uh, when it comes, oh, that story. Yes. Yeah, so September twenty first, two thousand one. It's got a date. It's got a date. He knows the date. Keep going. Um, because it was. I remember it because it was ten days after nine yeah. eleven. Um, I come home from school in the seventh grade from IS one eighty seven, and we. I I'm reheating big ziti, and I live in a small apartment in Brooklyn. The kitchen is the size of where we were in the booth in Asbury. Oh, damn. Give or take. Okay. In le- like okay. in length. Um, wider. Okay. Much wider. But we couldn't store bread in this old pre-war Brooklyn building. There's not a lot of cabinet space, so we put shit in the microwave. I heated up some baked ziti as a fat boy would at 12 years old. Um, hey, a lot of people would yes. heat up some Brooklyn baked ziti, by the way. It sounds delicious. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, And... I was doing it shirtless, as one does, and I take the food out of the microwave, and I see a potato chip bag that I didn't realize was still in there. Me not knowing potato chip bags are made of very flammable material. It's not paper. It's like a mylar kind of plastic, and if it's heated up, it could melt, and if you touch it, it will stick to your skin. Oh, shit. So it sticks to my left hand, and I'm shaking it off my hand, and my mom is screaming, watching Judge Judy and smoking a Marlboro Red, and I'm just trying to, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I get my hand into the sink, pulling it off. My fingertips burn. I get third-degree burns on my finger. Well, second-degree burns on my fingertips, pulling it off my skin. And running it under cold water. I still have a scar on my palm, like right here from it. But that's also the day I realized that painkillers are, are, are very, very powerful. And calamari, fried calamari, is fucking delicious. How does the calamari feed into the story? I, was, I love I the story. High, I was high on pain pills and wanted fried calamari. And to watch Law and Order does, SVU. As... As one does. That was my As tradition. one does. Yes. Um... You're welcome, listeners, by the way. Wow, Matt, really? That sounds like <laughs> insane. What? That is not the weirdest story of, of my life. Like, there's there's, there's way more. Uh, to involve Steve Austin somehow. Um, but I've, I've lived Always. a life. I've lived a life. Um, but looking at this playoff bracket, guys, I really like to see if you're... If you're looking at this now and you're the BIC and the U, you're like, I kind of want the two seed. That that's very presumptuous of you, Matt, because we the 
the main three from last year were Watchmen well, B.I.C. Also, uh, right? Or if you're the – I think the Watchmen – I'm speaking in this specific <sighs> scenario. Right, Because right, right. we've seen – if the Watchmen want the trilogy fight, I think they won in the national final four. I think but the, the Watchmen, Watchmen – I'm, on, I'm only letting go of the whole notion of the Watchmen because we know what we know and most other people do. That the Watchmen are not the Watchmen as it stands. So – I kind of leave them out so we can definitely talk about the other two teams because we know for a fact they retooled and put some guys together. So, But I do think it would be a mistake for these teams to look over the rare breed, as as we may you know, start calling them again, just to clarify like which guys are pro- we're probably expecting to be there. I they do picked think up that's Hawks a- guys, Bobby Newman and company. I, well, according to Brian DePaul, that's a huge pickup, and no disrespect to my he, guys. He wasn't talking about Bobby New. He was talking to me. He was about talking about this. Big Angry. Yeah, he was talking about him. I think he's talking about Mike Liberty as well. Like, I mean, those are decent pickups, but you lost a lot more than you picked up. I don't know. I don't. But know. the thing is, is that the Watchmen weren't. It was the 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 Watchmen strength wasn't that they didn't have one one full roster that was really good and competitive in Northeast football. It's that they had two full rosters basically comprised in that one. So I I think you take away the Gators guys that are kind of going mostly to the buzz. You still have, you know, what the makings of a really, you know, Rare Breed breed was the one who beat. Come on on now. We have the makings of the second best team in Baltimore, fourth best team in the Northeast, and fifth best team in the East, period. That's not... You know what I'm saying it's, I'm, it's I'm talking I'm talking shit to Kent Stansbury, but what I I don't even think I the Watchmen are on my schedule. But what I will say is is that the rare breed in 2022, the year that BIC beat the U twice or three times, mm-hmm. it was the it was the rare breed that that broke the streak first. So even that team with OG Buck full quarterback, you know, hopefully not you know in a, in a really important moment, putting in Lenny Manziel instead of himself. <laughs> Oh, yo, chill. <laughs> but yeah, he's Aunt going Mo. back on tour, though, right? Him and him and uh, Mike Jones. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's Paul Wall. Fuck, my bad. That's Paul Wall. Whole top diamond in the bottom rose gold. Bono no, um, I do not own the rights to that. But back but, then, when they didn't want me, now they act like they all on me. Uh, Corey, when you look at this situation, <laughs> what's the <laughs> one team? You think, outside of the potential Western Conference uh, Nevada one seed, what team is the mo- has the most advantageous path to the? Oh, championship? it's got to be the LA. It's got to be the LA Division winner because if the LA Division winner had to play the Force, sick with it. Even the Kryptonite that we're being promised, or even OTT with Darnell Richardson. We'll see. I don't know. I like I like some of the players that we've been exposed to from the Aces. Uh, you know, the, the number one name that jumps out is Billy Millard, Billy Mallard. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know that the guy scored seven touchdowns in a game and is a literal monster among men. We saw him when California entered the league and got a chance to, you know, test their medal against BIC. Now, they did lose 80 to nothing, but he kind of stood out as the player among the California guys that could play. I don't know... I don't know if I really 100% agree with California and Ohio basically being able to say, all right, we're the best in our kind of, you know, 
offshoot divisions. No disrespect to them. But we're the best in our offshoot divisions. The winner of this game is going to decide who plays. And, and who does that winner play? The the, the Vegas guys? The, Vegas, the, the Nevada, yeah. The Nevada team. Well, we can't, you know, and we just keep putting tough team in front of tough team for the Vegas champs, don't we? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, that's, cra- that's crazy that they – listen, Vegas, shout-outs to Vegas. The Insomniacs are the champs. You guys hold the belt. You're the reigning champs. And what we say about teams that are on top is, is that you're going to get the best shots from all the teams that you play. But since, as, Der- as Derek admitted on the All-Pro Jaffos, literally today, which was Tuesday for you, you guys listening on Friday, the Insomniacs are a super team. <laughs> They're the amalgamation of multiple teams coming together, the top five position players in the Vegas division. If you list them, a lot of those, those positions will list four five maybe even six in the top five insomniac players what is the what is the the solution to the problem that we said that that we want them to play more competition when every time they play sick with it they beat beat them by like three four five scores the force you know masked as the alliance just played them with Deion fox the air quotes best quarterback in the division according to his coach who week one is going to be the presumptive starting quarterback for the force and he had one good pass that got me excited that I was going to see something. And then the rest of it was just a lot of potential that turned into, you know, dog shit in front of us. 61-9 to is what the Force could do against the Insomniacs when they turned the ball over four times. What do we do? Like, the the, the top-end level that we're talking about with BIC, getting the guys that they're getting, and, and, the, and the, the list of names that we keep saying that they're putting together. Look at the list of names that the U's putting together. Look at the list of names the Snow Tribe is putting together, even though they can't they can't save their life to find a quarterback that isn't my backup. That has not literally been my backup. But the Snow Tribe roster, including the defensive player of the year, they got some talent. I'm Dude, a did, you, did, did you did you bring up Snow Tribe to upset me, Corey? I've been holding in a rant for Snow Tribe well, for well, a I think well, it's the time. I think there's no better time than well, right he, now. Here's here's my question, Rob. And I mm-hmm. feel like this will lead into your rant. Is it more likely for the DC Buzz or the Rawway Snow Tribe to be the Northeast Four Seed? The fact that we can even ask that question and and almost and almost guarantee the answer would be like, "Hey, the Buzz have an edge on Snow Tribe after this this free agency this off season is," uh, and I like Big Mike, I really do. But as far as what he's doing for that team, it's embarrassing. This, like what we're talking about. Who's here the quarterback for each of the teams? Let me just ask you that, Matt. Who's the quarterback for each of those teams? Uh, John Goss Jr. is the um, quarter- a champion, one of the yes. best quarterbacks in the league. We, he was one of the ones we listed on that seven. Who's the presumptive quarterback right now? And no disrespect to him, I but be- who's the presumptive quarterback for the Snow Tribe? I believe it's Ken Stewart. Okay, a backup. And then, and then of mine. look, 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 just look. like just no, like Keels no was a backup of mine. Hold on, Hold on. no, no that's my guy. I love him. Yeah, He's no disrespect to Kills, no disrespect to Kenneth yeah, Stewart, disrespect no disrespect. Yes. My yes. thing is, my you're gonna have him come on the show and debate you. No, um, my problem, quit my problem in front of so him. My biggest issue with the recruiting process. I told everyone at the end of last season, go get Huff. Duh. Huff is not staying no on the brainer. animals. No yeah, brainer. Listen, go get Huff. You're Listen, I'm, you're paying players. You have the money to pay players, and you don't go get Huff. 
Huff, getting Huff alone nets you several high-level players. I won't name the Easy. ones that yeah, – I won't name a few because I'm not trying to you know open I, anybody's case, but I know for a fact there's some guys that are on the U that if Huff would have went to Snow Tribe, they would have went with him. Now, your next job, your next job as a as a GM is go get those receivers from BIC that are not they're not getting that star power sign. Go get Umar Butter Lewis. Go get Trey Cohen. Go get Kaysan Campbell. Is it- Off the back, you just bolstered your offense tenfold with way better players than the animals had. Well, Imagine what Huff can do with those guys. And then Big Angry was on the table. Why didn't you go get Big Angry and LaBert? Bro, Big Mike has dropped the motherfucking ball, bro. This It's the worst free agency offseason like, strategy ever. Like, who did he pick up? He picked up the defensive player of the year, and, and there's no shot to him. But who is he without Megatron? We're going to find out. It's two seasons in a row you went after the defensive player of the year for what? What did that net you? We yeah, but I think you're Isaac. even high. I need. I think you're even hiding the lead even more, Rob, because when you take away the quarterback position as in, in evaluating rosters, I would argue the Snow Tribe have a very good, potentially championship winning type of of competing. You know, let's start building the process type of roster. If you solidify the quarterback position with somebody who's a leader and can get those guys that was, online, that was two somebody that can complete a pass, somebody who can complete a pass. Yeah, but you're you're just shit, you're shitting on the bum ass quarterbacks they have now. I'm saying it doesn't matter Kenneth, who's there if you didn't get Huff. I don't care about Kenneth. So Let's I'm be not clear. Kenneth Stewart is a step Kenneth up Stewart. from heels. Bro, I don't care about either one of them. If Huff was on the motherfucking table. If, if, why? If, if the Renegades could have got Huff, they're I, I stupid for not getting Huff. Huff is the best quarterback potentially in division. <laughs> one of the best leaders in division. And you know who made this point better than anybody ever could, I think? Is another GM in this league that looks at what's going on from that team and is embarrassed that he is the same in the same shoes as that person without the, you know, let's say the resources in Ken Stansberry for BIC, who is doing this and being accused of what Mike does for real. And it's not even necessarily the hundred percent truth. Ken Stansberry says that if he was given the opportunity to run snow tribe, he would win a championship year one period. And I agree. He, he indicted Mike on his little thing. And then it turned into because Mike is scared that he's not going to be relevant. He turned it into the meme of the guy jumping over to to attack that the judge. That shit was and hilarious. And it is hilarious. But let's be but clear: go ahead, go, in go both ahead, in both scenarios, the judge is correct in that situation. It's just an angry guy going out of control. I, so I have ahead, a Matt. lot. I have a lot of questions about this because we hear about the recruiting being done by the Snow Tribe. We've been at Snow Tribe practices with Huff there. Yeah, with Huff there. Duh. And that's, that's things being and and things being said like to me and to us by people in that organization and in the orbit of that organization, talking about the recruiting that's being done and the work that's being put in. It it is hard to argue with what Rob is saying, at any level. It is hard for us on the outside with. I would say a fair amount of knowledge about this league and about what goes on in this league. The fact that the trails went cold on 
any of those opportunities, with the exception of the one that played out, was so jarring to me because yes. I feel like if any of us were given that situation, would we win a championship in year one like Kenny Stansberry? Probably not. But Rob I know, would. well, Rob, I'm just being I'm just being, like just like humble. ultimate frisbee, right, Rob? Yeah, facts. <laughs> but different strategy. So, but but to to further, similar strategy. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, dig into the archives for that one. Uh, but to to circle it back to our main point, when when you have resources that not many, if any, people in the league have. What is the what is the thing that would scare people away? Is it because they're not offering enough? Is it because? Bro, but what is so? What's the what's the logic? You, Corey, you are in that lock. You are in those. No, rooms. listen, listen. You're telling me that if if Deion Dawkins, who is the left tackle and and a very close friend of Josh Allen, right? And I'm not saying that this is exactly what ha has to happen. But if you're the Schno tribe. And you want to realistically win games in the A7FL and get the team that you're like begging for every year that that is sponsored by things that make you know shit smell you know a little bit better because of how disgustingly bad the Snow Tribe locker room that, smells that, at that, times. That 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 thing does work though. Azuna it is great. It's, it's a great. great sponsor. It's great. Let's not let's not bury someone who may want to sponsor us. No, they're 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 in the right place. What I'm saying though is is. If Deion Dawkins goes to his boy, if well, they they tried and failed too because they should Rob, worry about Rob, their team sure and not no our team. To fire us again? Nah, they're, they're gonna try to fire him too. He brought it I'll up. I'll try. <laughs> I love it. But you're telling me that Deion Dawkins couldn't go to his boy and be like, "Yo, I got this football team. You think you could help recruit our quarterback? He's the best quarterback in the league. All you gotta do is call him." And Josh Allen himself calls Huff and says, "Hey, man." I watched your game. And he doesn't even have to watch. But what if this happened? Hey, man, I've been watching your game. You're really talented at quarterback, and I think you should play for my boy Dion's team. You don't think that that's enough to at least, cons like, for, for Huff to seriously consider that that's where he needs to go? And that's that costs zero dollars, zero effort, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about on the other side of it. It's just smart, savvy, and, and, and resourceful. That's what we're talking about in the resources that a team in the Snow Tribe has and should be pressing their foot against the gas pedal 100% to get a team that is worthy of what that team is capable of being. And the fact that I could have been on the team and was a legitimate option at quarterback last year and was not the guy and they went with Keels isn't an indictment on Keels or me. But if I was the option that was potentially better and that guys wanted to bring back after I was not there anymore because they looked at their roster and they say, well, Corey Hammond's the best option that we got. That's an indictment as well. And I'm the indictment. <laughs> I'm the indictment. They wanted to get a quarterback, and they said, you know what? We're good with Keels. What? He quit. They went and got Jamal, uh, 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 Robert Crawford, excuse me, because Jamal was on the team. They went out and got Robert Crawford for a game. Rob, how'd that go? That went exactly how you think it went. Exactly how you think it went. Complete and, and, ass. Yes. Well, and, and Robert Crawford has had some good seasons and decent throws and highlights. I blocked for him. Yeah, and guess what? When you just show up one week and you're like, save us, buddy, and you have no time in practice, you have this coach that they're parading out there as a coach in Brandon Thomas who, shout out to him because he did the best that he could with a shitty situation. He wasn't able, even the coach until the first week of the season. 
That has nothing to do with the talent, which we praise all the time with Snowtrack. When we talk about players, there's a, a player on their team that's listed in our top seven that we're going to do relatively soon. And rightfully so. They had a tight end that went viral for throwing some guy off of him like he was a fly at tight end, which he got how many catches, guys? Four in the entire season. Yeah, and one of those was viral. So how do you not throw it to him again? This is a management issue. And no disrespect to my guy, Big Mike Sims, but if you're looking at Snow Tribe and 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 you look at their their record at the end of the year and you're feeling a little disappointed, you can't you can't blame anyone else but the person who put this roster together without solidifying the most important position in football. With with arguably the most resources out of any A7FL team, period. Is that fair, or or am I being biased? It's fair. It's fair. I mean, you're shitting on kills a lot, but it's fair. I'm shitting on my. I just shit on myself. That's weird, but I did it. I don't know how. I'm in like zero gravity, and it's like floating around. But I, I was an option for Snow Tribe at quarterback, and I could have won more games than they did last year. Did, c- correct me if I'm wrong. I had more passing yards. This is true. I had more passing yards than Huff did last year on the Omegas. You're telling me that with the Snow Tribe roster, I couldn't have eked out one win or two more wins than they had. They barely made the playoffs because they beat the Owens whatever buzz who were afraid to show up the last week of the season, like the goddamn hunters and your quitters, by the way. I don't know. I'm fired up this week. I don't know what happened. Something something must have happened. I'm assuming so. But before we break here, um, because it is late and we have things to do, I have grandma's boy to finish. Uh, That's more important than I think anybody else got going on. Is that is this the first time you're watching Grandma? No, of course not. It's like the fiftieth time I've seen this fucking movie. What scene are you at? Um, the uh, where he burns his hands after he burns his hands. Uh, we nice. The one team here that is in the the damned if you do, damned if you don'test. They have the most to gain and the the least to gain and the most to lose is the Sin City Chaos. Because if they win their division and they beat L.A., does anybody give them any credit? No. If they're the number two seed and then they get pie-gowed by the top seed in the Northeast, does anybody give them respect for putting the, putting in the effort? Or is it we'll like— pat, We'll pat them on the shoulder when they when they go, you know, in, in like, the good game line. Like, is— are the expectations now lower or higher for this team? Is the expectation to go back to the Western Conference Finals? Well, this is the thing. If they take care of business like they did in the regular season, then they get the rematch that I think that they would want. It's it's the team that knocked them out last year. In a perfect scenario, that's what most teams want to do is get revenge. So they, they can maybe, if, if things break right for them, have an opportunity although a slim chance, but an opportunity to reclaim that Sin City thing. I I don't know how we would assume that's going to go. Maybe we'll see as the weeks kind of, you know, move on and we get more information that's real. But I think I think that they're actually in... They're, they're in a scenario where we can legitimately, empirically see if they improved over last year. Because... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, and I, I and I'm not gonna say this is an. I've said enough negative, but I, let's be clear: the Insomniacs are still a really good team, probably the team to beat in the entire league until we see the list of names on BIC, you know, 
turn into a real team. Because right now it's just a list of names, just like they were a list of names last year. So the the Insomniacs, either the best team or one of the best teams in the league. If the chaos improve, and, and and all reports say that they have, even though I don't know where where it is, other than firing their offense coordinator, getting a new coach, and reshuffling things that you know really don't have an effect in an A seven NFL game most of the time. They're gonna get a they're gonna get a rematch, and if they can make it a close game, if they can win that game on some kind of miracle, that changes a lot uh, in in the perception of 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 where they are now. But it also is is an, a direct has a direct correlation to who they were last year and how much they improved. So if if they play the Insomniacs and they have a chance at the end of that game and it's closer, then we could say that they improved. And even if they lose, we can give them the pat on the back that they got better. But what happens if they get boat raced? Even worse. That, that Yeah, that's kind of my question, Rob. I want you to be the last one to put a point on this before we wrap. This is about Ohio, right? Yeah. See you later, guys. <laughs> on that note, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at 3on1a7fl. That's 3on1a7fl. 516-387-A7fl is the, cell, is the uh, voicemail line. We have a couple of voicemails this week, but we won't be able to get to them. We had a lo- show longer than we anticipated. Next week, we'll have the top seven running backs in the A7fl, and we've spoke about a few um, during this broadcast, and... If you listen closely, you heard at least number one, maybe number five. Um, I'm in that neighborhood, right, Corey? We alluded to somebody being yeah. on that list from yeah. a team that we were given a hard time, but the player in, in question, <laughs> he's a tough guy to bring down. Yeah. For Corey Hammond, for Big Rob Fabian, we will have a bunch of shit for you next week. But thank you to Ashante Worthy. Thank you to Will Franklin. Thank you to Will. Uh, thank you to Corey and Rob. You guys are the best best podcasters in, uh, in the uh, non-helmeted football business. Uh, but for all of us here on the 3 on 1 podcast, we say thank you. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try, unlike the hunters who don't even show up to a game. Disgrace.